Hi everyone, welcome to another English lesson with me, Teacher Monica from the United States. So in today's English lesson, we are going to talk about many different things. So we are going, I am going to be talking about vocabulary, idioms, and phrasal verbs. So in today's lesson, you guys are going to learn a lot of useful the English uh, vocabulary, idioms, and phrasal verbs, more specifically that deal with money and finances, okay? So by the end of this video, you guys will know a whole lot more uh, ways that you guys can sound more native-like and also one thing I want to encourage you guys to do is that when I say these words, make sure that you guys are repeating it after me out loud. That way, not only are you learning new English phrases and words, but you will also be improving and practicing your English pronunciation with me, okay? So you guys are going to get a whole lot in this lesson here. Now, let me see if I can move you guys slightly forward. Okay. All right. Now, if you guys are joining me on Facebook, I just want to encourage you to go ahead and share this video. If you guys are in any Facebook groups, that way other English learners can learn as well. And if you're on YouTube, you can share this video with your friends and family who also are on YouTube. And don't forget to give this video a thumbs up. All right, so let's get started. Now we're going to begin over here and we will come all the way over here, all right? So let's begin with this word right here. I don't know why the camera is doing that. Hold on. I'm going to see if I can get the camera to stop. Okay. All right. Now, let's begin here. Now, repeat with me. That way you guys are getting that pronunciation practice, okay? We have this word, expense. 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 And these are the daily things that cost money. These are the everyday things that we do that cost money. So an expense can include anything from your electricity bill, your water bill. It can include food. Maybe you buy food at a restaurant or the supermarket. Those are considered expenses. Your cell phone, right? You have to pay for your cell phone every month. That is an expense. Your Wi-Fi, internet, <clears throat> all of these things are expenses, okay? I am so sorry, you guys. I don't know if this is like the camera just keeps zooming in and out. Maybe I need to get a different camera. 
I'm trying to bring it forward so it stops doing that. Okay, hopefully that fixed it, we'll see. All right, so that is an expense. Now here is another word and I did a lesson with, it's, it's called words with silent letters. And this happens to be another one of those. This word is pronounced mortgage, mortgage. So you can see that this T is actually silent. We do not pronounce the T in the word mortgage. And a mortgage is a loan that a person takes from the bank to buy a house, okay? So this word is specifically used for a house, not a car, uh, not anything else, just a house. So it's mortgage. Again, this T is silent. Now here we have the word afford, afford, afford. And this is someone's ability to buy something. So if you can afford a mortgage, that means that you can afford to buy a house. Uh, you, some people cannot afford to buy a house, so they rent. Someone who rents a house is not going to need a mortgage. Someone who rents will not take a loan. They will just pay every month, okay? And the final new, or maybe for some of you this is a review, interest interest again we have this kind of silent e we don't really pronounce this e right here okay i'll cross off the the letters that are not pronounced the letters that are silent we don't say interest interest that's wrong we do not pronounce interest that way we say interest interest and this is the money that is extra so it's when someone takes out a mortgage or gets a mortgage so it's a loan and it will be on any kind of loan there will always be interest and it's the extra money that the bank or a company charges when someone takes out a loan. They will always pay interest, okay? And it can depend, it can vary. Some people have interest rates of 1%, 2%, 10%. rates are in percentages, okay? Uh, percentage, percentages compared to the loan that is taken. And most people want to avoid paying interest because it, sometimes it can be, you know, 
quite a bit every month. So those are the vocabulary words that deal with money. Now let's look at some of the idioms. So here we have in the long run. In the long run. Now this idiom is saying that something is like considered long term. It's not something short or fast. It's something that will go into the future for a long time. So usually people will take out a mortgage because they expect to buy a house. You could also say for the long run, for the long run. That means that they expect to buy a home and remain in this house for a long time. So they need to have money in the long run or for the long run. So this just means long term for a long time, not a short period of time. <clears throat> now here's this one, in the red. That is not good. It is negative. This is when someone is has a negative balance in the bank or is owing a lot of money. They are in the red. So if someone says that their bank account is in the red, that means that they have a negative balance, a negative bank account. So let's say the person has a hundred dollars and they spend one hundred and fifty. So their account will be in the red. Fifty dollars negative in the red. Okay, so never a good thing to have any sort of account or anything in the red. Money to burn. This is an idiom that we use when someone has extra money that they can spend. Or if they're just really rich, like uh, you can say like that guy has a lot of money to burn. It means that he is very rich or very wealthy and he can spend a lot of money as he wishes. You can also use it in the reverse. You can say, you know, she doesn't have a lot of money to burn. She has to be very careful how much money she spends because she does not have money to burn. So someone can have money to burn or they cannot have. They can have no money to burn. Hopefully all of us have plenty of money to burn. And then here, <clears throat> a pretty penny. We use this idiom to describe when something is expensive or costs a lot of money. So you can say, that shirt is a pretty penny. And that just means that shirt costs a lot of money. It's very expensive. Um, that house costs a pretty penny. Okay?
And as you guys are here with me, you can also write some sentences, write some examples in the comments as you're watching. And as we go through each one of these, write a sentence using what you're learning in this video. It's good practice. It's a good opportunity for you guys to review what you're learning here with me, okay? Now let's get into some phrasal verbs. Phrasal verbs are probably mm, one of the most requested things that I get asked to teach. So we'll learn some phrasal verbs with money. All right, so we have rack up. And that means to get a lot of something or more of something. So an example of this would be, let's erase this. So a, an example of this, we could use it in reference to debt. Now remember this word debt, it has a silent letter in it. We do not pronounce this B sound. It is silence, okay? So we do not say debt, debt, we say debt, debt. Pretend that the B is not even there, okay? So people can rack up debt. That's a bad thing. You don't want to rack up debt. And if anything, the ideal situation would be to be debt free. So no debt, but a lot of people rack up debt. You can also rack up loans, which is also the same thing as debt, essentially. Just another way of saying it. So rack up loans, rack up debt. Now we're speaking specifically to money, so we'll use money terms. Loans, debt. You could also rack up. lot of wealth. You guys can't really see that. A lot of wealth, and that's a good thing. You want to rack up wealth. Who doesn't want? It just means to get more of something, to add something, or have a lot of something. So people can rack up wealth or loans or debt. It can be used in a positive or negative way, okay? All right, let's go on to the next one. So we did rack up. Pay off. And this means to pay the total amount of what is owed. Now this is referring specifically to debt or loans, okay? You are paying them off or you pay off your debt or loan. It means that you have paid it in full, paid the total amount, and you no longer owe anything. You are debt-free, essentially, unless you have other debts. So a person can say that they, pay, they have paid off one loan or one debt, and they have another one. So they have to pay off one more or two more. Um, 
really quickly, let's talk about the past tense is going to be paid, okay? <clears throat> he paid off, paid off. All right, the past or the present perfect has paid off. Had paid off, past perfect, okay? Now let's look at cut back. And that means to slow down or almost stop doing something. So some people cut back on their spending. Some people cut back on the amount of expenses that they have because they don't want to rack up debt. They don't want to rack up more debt. So what do they do? They cut back on ex their expenses. They cut back on spending money. Maybe they only buy things they can afford. Um, in today's society, everyone has credit cards. So a lot of people rack up a ton of debt and they have to pay off their credit cards after. And some people never get out of that situation. It's not a good situation. And they are paying off their credit cards for, oh gosh, who knows, years, some people, it's sad. Some people less. Some people are really good at paying off, paying off, their debts and getting out of debt. And here's our last one, to break even. That means like specifically usually refers to investments, okay? And when someone invests their money, let's say they earn and then they lose and then it goes right back to what they invested in. So let's say that someone has $100 and they invest it in the stock market. So they're going to invest this money, and then it goes down to, we'll say, 70. So they lost, it went down to 70, and then they earned, let's say they earned 30. So they're back at 100. So they broke even. It means that they just got what they put in. They got the same, money back that they invested in, okay? So break even, good. So let me see here. I always, at the end, I, I like to go through good. Yes, Ferris, so cost an arm and a leg, a pretty penny. So if you say it costs an arm and a leg, it's basically the same thing as saying that something uh, costs a pretty penny or it's very expensive. Uh-huh, another way of saying it's too expensive, too much. So let's see, I, exactly. So Sh Cheyenne says, like illustration, I can't afford to buy that car. Correct. So coming back to our vocabulary words, either someone can afford or they cannot afford to buy something. It means that they have the ability or they do not have the ability to buy or purchase something. 
afford. <clears throat> so you can say, I can afford to buy that house or they cannot afford that car. Okay. All right. Yes, correct. So Shyam, I think you're referring to the interest rate and interest rate does depend on, ah, oh, where'd your comment go? Oh, the timer rate. Correct. So it's the interest rate. Can you afford this mortgage on such a high interest rate? Good sentence. Awesome. Very good. All right, I'm just reading to see what kind of sentences rack up. So teacher, uh, again, explain rack up. Okay, so rack up just means to get more of something and it can be good and it can be bad. So you can rack up debt which means you get loans and you owe people money. That's a bad situation to be in. Or you can rack up wealth. So let's go back to our investments. Let's say you make a really good investment or several really good investments, then guess what? You are going to rack up a lot of wealth. You are going to get more wealth or get more debt. It just means to get more of something. Okay, let's see. What is the past of cut back? So cut is an irregular verb. And because cut is an irregular verb, it does not follow that same verb pattern for past or past participle. So the past tense of cut is cut because it's irregular, okay? So regular verbs, let's go into a little bit of grammar right now. Regular verbs, when there are past tense and it's a regular verb, we'll put RV, regular verb, it's going to end in ED. So the, an example is talk will become talk. Walk, ah, sorry guys. Walk will become walked, okay? We have the ED ending. Those are regular verbs. Now, in this example with pay, it's the past tense of that because pay is irregular. The past tense is paid. It is not pay ED, okay? It's Hey, let me switch my marker. This is kind of hard to see up here. Okay, so we have paid, okay? Irregular verb. So cut is irregular. However, cut doesn't actually change uh, the, the structure. It actually remains the same. So it's just one of those words you have to memorize. Irregular verbs must be memorized. They do not have a specific rule that they follow. They don't follow a specific pattern or rule. It's only through memorization that you guys are going to fully learn irregular verbs for the past tense as well as the past participle.
So in English, and this is very much grammar, so maybe I'll do this a, a different lesson tomorrow on English verbs, uh, irregular and, and regular verbs. But basically, um, you know, just know that irregular verbs need to be memorized, okay? But very good question, okay? Uh, Abel, very good question, asking, you know, what is the past tense of cut? Good job. Okay, let's see. Explain break even again. Okay, break even is when someone does not lose or earn money on an investment, okay? So break even is an investment. So let's say someone invests, we'll use simple, easy numbers, you know, that way it's just simple. So $10, they invest $10, $10, okay? But then their investment goes down by $5. All right, let's say uh, today it goes down by 5 so this is day one. We'll say day one. Day two, it goes back up by $5. So on day one, the person loses $5. When they lose $5, the total amount they have is $5. On day two, their investment goes back up by $5. That means they're back at $10. That is the original amount of their investment. So they, past tense, they broke even, okay? They didn't earn money, but they also did not lose money. They broke even. Okay, I can't afford avi aviation school. We would say school, not study, school. Good job, Abraham. All right, can you please explain the meaning of interest rates? Of course. So an interest rate is the amount of money that a bank charges or any company that gives loans to people. So let's illustrate this. Let's say you take out a loan, let's see, Angelo. Let's say you take out a loan of $100. So you are borrowing $100. That money is not yours. But the bank who, and you, let's say you borrow it from a bank. So the bank is going to charge you interest. Why? Because they need to make money by lending you their money. If they lend you money and they don't charge interest, they don't make money. On, on it. So it, there's no point. So when, instead of, so you borrow $100, you're not going to pay back only $100. You're going to pay back $100 plus an interest rate. Let's say their interest rate is 1%, okay? A 1% interest rate. So you're going to pay back a 1% interest rate, which is, I think, just what is it, $10, $1? Uh, let's see, $1 interest rate. So interest rate on $100. Okay, so you're going to pay back $10, okay? 
you're going to pay an interest of $10, which means your total amount for that loan is actually going to be $110. Okay? So that is interest rates. Anytime you take a loan, you're always going to pay an interest rate. Unless you borrow money from like someone in your family who doesn't care about that, then maybe you won't pay interest. All right, good. So you guys have some really great questions and it looks like, okay, mortgage, let's see. So someone, uh, let's see, Dim Dimitri is asking about mortgage again. So a mortgage is a loan, it's a loan that you take out or you borrow money to buy a house. And a mortgage is specifically a loan for a house, okay? It's not for a car, it's, it's only for a house. And the reason why, for those of you who are joining later, the reason why I put an, a line through this T is because the T is silent. When we pronounce this word mortgage, we do not say mortgage. We say mortgage, mortgage. And it's just the money. It's a loan that you take to buy a house. So some people take mortgages for 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. There's all sorts of different mortgages. Let's see, Abraham said, I got a loan with a low interest rate. Great. I buy a car with a low interest rate. Awesome. Your guys' sentences are really good. Great, great, great. Okay. Correct, Abdul. Uh, a loan cannot be borrowed without interest unless you're getting a loan from someone in your family or a friend and they don't charge interest. Then... That's different, but if you borrow from a bank, you will pay interest, and banks' interest rates are always different. Some are higher, some are lower, okay? All right, guys, well, it has been great. I actually, um, I think tomorrow I will probably do a lesson on regular and irregular verbs, past and, and so on. Oh, I erased it, but just, it's, oh, here, it's right here. Regular verbs, so past, ending, and ed, um, because some of you were not understanding fully how to turn some of these phrasal verbs into the past tense. So I think it will be very beneficial for you guys, all right? So make sure you come back. Also, don't forget, subscribe, follow, you know, give this video a like, join my channel, my page. That way you guys are always with me for these lessons. You guys are always learning something new. You can ask questions and so on. And of course, I'll be back with more lessons. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.